Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, take two in the world of podcasting proudly present to you the WWE Tag Team Superfans of the World, the Dream Craig Machine, the Badass Johnny P, Take Two Takedown. And if you're not down with Take Two Takedown, we got two words for you. Suck it! are back folks take two takedown episode 41 we have returned for you and it is a big day for t3 the lunatic fringe is back dean ambrose has returned the prodigal son john's favorite character has returned how excited is he john what do you have to say about dean ambrose coming back john john oh oh that's right folks John isn't here this week. John is jet-setting around the world, as he often does, making sure that he is rubbing noses with other famous podcasters as he is over in Ireland right now, hopefully meeting up with our boys from Alleged Wrestling Podcast at 2-Bit Wrestling, becoming best friends with them. So, by the luck of the Irish, or rub a four-leaf clover, or kiss a purple horseshoe, or... Grab a leprechaun foot. I don't know. I don't know how these things work. Anyway, hopefully he is meeting up with the boys from Alleged Wrestling, which means that John is not here, which means that you finally get the Craig Solo Show. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm here. We'll make it through it together, guys. Me and you. We will make it through episode 41 of T3. I just want to thank all of you that are listening. I want to thank all of you that follow us on at Take Two Takedown on Twitter, especially. All right. We love to talk to our fans. We love to talk to our listeners. So thank you so much for following us. But it is here, episode 41. We are going to talk about some Raw, some SmackDown, some SummerSlam uh, news coming up as the big event is this weekend. We got some Right Coast Pro news towards the end. And unfortunately, we lost a legend this week. Jim the Anvil Nineheart. We're going to talk about him in our moment of. So, let's just get started. I do have to give a thanks and a shout out to WWE because on Friday night, I went to the WWE live event for their Raw show out in Salisbury, Maryland for a junior podcaster intern Jace. It was her fifth birthday and that means she wanted to go to wrestling because she is her father's daughter. And so we went and saw it, and it was a great show. It was pretty damn good. All right? Lots of the main roster guys were there. Uh, They all had some great matches. We saw some Corbin and Balor. We saw Mojo, which I was super excited for. AOP, Rude. All right? All of the female wrestlers were pretty much there. It was pretty damn good. All right? And I got to give a shout-out to them. I I actually enjoyed it a lot. Even the... uh, Ziggler Roman Reigns ICC match that uh, ended the night pretty damn good so good on you WWE live but let's get into raw all right raw this week we had a special commentator for the week Renee Young on commentary I thought she did pretty damn good 
Uh, I mean, I don't know what you guys thought. Everything that I saw out in the Twitter WWE universe looked like everybody seemed to enjoy her. Realized she's obviously more sane than Coach and definitely more sane than Booker T. So, I mean, if they make her a staple, you know, I'm assuming they're probably doing this as sort of a test run, saying that they're going to use her for commentary for the all-women's pay-per-view evolution coming out in October, uh, which I'm fine with. I think she'd be great on that, and I think bringing her out on Raw is do it more often. What did you guys think? I mean, I thought she did great, but I say do it more often. She did great on this episode. But we started out Raw with, of course, Ronda Rousey. She actually gives a little shout-out to her best friend Natty and all that happened with her uh, father passing away, which is sad. And like I said, we'll get to. But Bliss comes out with Alicia Fox. All right, luckily, Bliss has listened to the Constable Corbin, hired her own private security. And the best part about the segment was Ronda just laying waste to the security. I mean, I could watch her judo flip and hip flip people all day. It's great, especially large dudes. Makes it even funnier. Uh, that led to Alexa versus Ember Moon, which I thought was definitely good. Obviously, as we thought it would happen, ended in a DQ because uh, Alicia Fox interrupted. Kind of like we knew it would happen in something like this because you weren't going to have Alexa lose. And you still want to make Ember look strong. Uh, ironically, actually saw this match uh, on Friday at WWE Live. They did this exact same match. So I was kind of excited for that. Uh we had uh, Constable Corbin set up a couple fights. He set up a handicap match against his arch rival and enemy, Finn Balor, against KO and Jinder Mahal. Uh, but he had to set up one for himself, too. And he set himself up against Tyler Breeze. Oh, Tyler Breeze. How we love him in his furry boots. But, shockingly, it really wasn't as easy of a match as I think Corbin was hoping. Uh, Corbin did still come away with the wind, but... Wasn't as easy as I think he hoped and wanted, in my opinion. Well, we got into the Balor versus KO and Jinder match. It's about to start. Handicap match. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Corbin will finally destroy Balor before this weekend SummerSlam match. Oh, but wait. Kurt Angle comes out. Decides he's going to make it a tag team match. And who does he partner with one Finn Balor? But, of course, the monster among men. Braun Strowman himself. You had to know this was coming. I think everybody knew this was coming. Shockingly, Strowman and Balor win. Oh, who knew that was coming? But the best part was Corbin coming and surprising Balor afterwards after the celebration with an end of days. Because I could watch Baron Corbin do that end of days move over and over again every week. It is, it is freaking phenomenal. I love it. Then, somehow we get into a squash match. Uh... With this guy from Greensboro, North Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina, one of the Carolinas. I don't remember which one. You're just always on my mind, Carolina. But Greensboro's own Ricky Roberts comes in the ring, playing the guitar, singing the praises of Elias. Elias comes out, tells the guy, if you want to have my love and affection, you should beat Slashley. Go ahead and beat up Bob. That's how you get my praises. Lashley comes out. Uh, poor, poor, dumb Ricky Roberts smashes his guitar against Lashley's back and Lashley kills that poor young cowboy. It was, it was so hard. He, he had his debut and then he was dead, but you know, say la vie. Then we get into tag team champion match, a triple threat, the leaders of worlds versus B team versus revival. Oh no. How exciting. 
Uh, I, I guess. I don't, I don't know. This was an okay match. I mean, I, I wasn't totally against it. I wasn't, like, super excited for it either. You can definitely tell that Matt Hardy is suffering. I believe everything I've read said that he's having a problem with his hip and his pelvis kind of fusing together. And he's, he's not doing a lot of moves. And uh, I don't think he is meant along for the WWE world uh, until he goes to get this fixed. So one can only hope. Uh, but B-Team wins. Pins Wyatt for the win. Poor, poor Bray Wyatt. I do, do hate that. They are just burying Bray Wyatt so much. And being as he was, maybe still is, one of my favorite wrestlers, it hurts. Especially because seeing my own daughter hold up the phone to do a, be a Firefly at the WWE Live event, I know how great it could be. Ugh, poor, poor Husky Harry. Poor Husky Harry. Then we get Reigns and Paul Heyman promoting against each other in the ring. Heyman calls out Reigns saying how he's learning some crap from Reigns' father and uncle personally spoke to him in some sort of Samoan that I did not understand. Uh, but then Heyman blinds Reigns with some sort of spray. Uh, I guess he got it from James Ellsworth. Uh, pepper spray, perfume, I don't know what it was. Lesnar comes out, kills Reigns, obviously to get everybody all super excited for SummerSlam. Uh, which what I assume is going to be the main event of Reigns versus Lesnar, even though everybody, as much as we do not sometimes be a fan of Roman Reigns, want him to win just to get this over with and just give him the belt, get it over with, and let Lesnar leave quietly into the night. So Titus Worldwide and Bobby Roode come out, wrestling against AOP and Mojo. Uh, this was the match that we saw. Friday night in WWE Live, uh, Titus and Rude win. Same as the Friday. I got a sneak preview, uh, but it was good. It was good. Um, I do think that they are just completely burying AOP. They don't know what to do with them. They don't know how to book them, and they are just dead right now, and I don't know how they're going to bring them back. I don't know what they're going to do to them to make it better, to make it more entertaining, make it more exciting for poor, poor AOP. Uh, we get a few kickoff matches that are finally announced. Uh, B-Team versus Revival. Uh, we knew that was probably that was coming, but that's going to be in the kickoff. And surprisingly, the Cruiserweight match, poor 205, always in the kickoff. One of these days, they'll make the big show. But we knew that they were going to be stuck in kickoff as soon as they announced it, so... Uh, we get Boss and Hug Connection, the new Banks, Bailey, Besties friend, Triple B, we'll call him. Uh, and the Riot Squad come out because we're doing a Banks versus Ruby Riot, and Ruby Riot won, as we knew she would. Uh, as you know, we are fans on T3 of Ruby Riot. She always looks good, and the fact that she's back in the ring, you know, with Riot Squad, I, I enjoy that. All right, it's... They needed her. Uh, they make it more entertaining. She makes it more entertaining. And it makes it more believable that they're just taking out all of the women on Raw. And then we get the best part of the night. 
All right, all throughout the night, we've been teasing that there's going to be a contract signing for the ICC championship. All right, Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler. But Seth Rollins isn't around. Where is he? Is he going to show up on time? If he doesn't show up by the end of Raw, there is no match. There is no contract signing because you need to sign your name on that piece of paper. I loved the fact that Ziggler said he had to look at the contract. All right. When every time they show it, it's just one piece of paper that says SummerSlam, ICC match, and a line to sign under it. But, you know, Ziggler needs to read over it to make sure everything in the contract. And I don't know what was written on the back of it, but I'm sorry that it was nothing. right? Or it was just peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Whatever. But Seth Rollins finally makes it. End of the night. Last five minutes. Oh, he makes it just in time for the contract signing. Thank goodness. Then he says... You know, Ziggler, you have Drew in your corner. He's there. I need somebody in mine. I need a little lunatic in mine. Ah, and the music hits. All right, that guitar. Here comes Dean Ambrose back. That man must have gained 40 or 45 pounds of pretty much straight muscle. He's got giant traps looking like Elias, basically. All right. Uh, His face is a little rounder, but that's okay. All right, uh, I believe everything I saw, it looked kind of like a, a, a young Triple H is what a lot of people were calling him, and they were so glad that uh, Hunter and Seth Rollins have been able to bury the hatchet and now be best friends again. But I loved it. I think it's awesome. I think it's great he came back. Everyone was speculating that it was probably going to be uh, very soon, if not tonight, since Renee Young was on commentary, and I think it just made it even better that she was. All right, it was so good to have him back, to have him in there, to have him be super excited to be back. All right, and they go out and they just destroy Ziggler and Drew, uh, throw him out of the ring, and I think it's going to be a great match now on Saturday or on Sunday. It makes it so much more exciting, so much more entertaining for SummerSlam to have Dean Ambrose with them, to have those those two parts of the Shield in there. Oh, I love it. I love it. Ambrose is back, baby, and John isn't here to talk about it. Screw you, John. You're missing out. Because it is awesome. All right. Let's get into SmackDown, folks. SmackDown this week. We open up with Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Carmella Mella is money in the ring, face to face to face. All right. They're all talking about what's going to happen. Carmella starts bringing up poor Becky. And, oh, she almost had her chance, and now Charlotte's here, so Becky's just going to be thrown off to the sides again. I also found that very, very interesting that they're putting it that way. Because if you're looking in at all to the Vegas odds, the betting odds on this, uh, the odds are for Carmella to win. Uh, I'm assuming they're thinking that a uh, Charlotte-Becky sort of miscommunication, something like that's going to happen. All right, where they're going to go against each other, leading into a feud. Uh, but they're saying Carmella's going to win, that Flair's actually the least likely to win. I want to say she's a plus, like, 230 or 235, something like that. Like, nowhere close. All right, the lead is obviously Carmella. Becky Lynch a little bit behind that, but they're saying it's a very long shot that Flair's going to win this one, which is interesting since most people are wondering if they put Flair in this solely because... They wanted to sort of inject her in, as is, as is discussed on some other favorite podcast of ours. Is Charlotte Flair the Roman Reigns now of the women's division, where they're just injecting her in everything because they want her to be part of everything? But Paige comes out, makes a match, tag team of Charlotte and Lynch, of course, versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. 
Uh, we knew Lynch and Charlotte were going to win this, and they basically did sort of a hash rehash of what happened last week with instead of Charlotte taking the win, uh, this time we had Becky sort of take the win uh, from Charlotte and didn't tag Charlotte in, even though she could have, uh, to get the win. So leading into, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, we is this going to be the Becky Lynch heel, heel turn that we've all sort of been wondering about? Is this what's going to happen? Because if it is, I think we're all for it because I think it's going to be awesome. Um, we've got more poor local boys getting killed. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers versus some local group called Triple Threat in a handicap match. Uh, but let's be honest, this was a handicap match for Triple Threat. Uh, those poor local boys are now dead. Uh, long since buried. Bludgeon Brothers just killed them. Um, I guess leading us, you know, we knew they were big. We knew they were going to be big, so... Let's just be all excited for SummerSlam. I, I don't know. I don't see him losing the belt this time. Uh, I don't really see New Day winning, but there's a chance. So who knows? We shall see. Uh, one of the things that they actually did a lot on uh, SmackDown this week is they did a whole retrospective of Daniel Bryant and The Miz. Uh, eight years in the making as to this feud building. Uh, they did three parts. Uh, one about NXT, one about the whole Talking Smack incident, and then this end with this final run of Brian coming up uh, to lead to this match. And I, I think it was beautifully done. I think it was great. I liked sort of the sit-down interview styles of them talking to him, the camera. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was great. All the looking back, everything like that. This was a genius way to sort of lead up to this. So all those people that have come in and don't know about the history, especially of the NXT, you know, maybe they even don't know about the whole Talking Smack stuff, bringing everybody up to speed. I thought this was a great way to do it in sort of these little montage snippets. Uh, I Perfectly done, WWE. I, I have to give props to you. I think it was great. Uh, we get a few more matches. We get Sanity versus New Day. New Day obviously winning, making sure they look strong, because once again, like AOP, WWE has no idea what to do with poor sanity, so, uh, I mean, both of them came up strong from NXT, both of those teams, and, and now they've just, they've just gone off into nothing, like, they've just become jobbers, basically, I, I feel bad for them, because I think they're both amazing teams, and I really think, if, you know, you could build something between the triple team of Sanity and the triple team of New Day, like, I, I think that could be something, but they're just straight up destroying them and do not care, and it's it's kind of a sad thing. We get Aiden English now wants to make amends, all right? I know we've talked about how much we love Rusev Day. We've talked on T3 about how much we love Aiden English and Rusev together. And the whole singing and the fact that they had the Rusev Day. They came up with it themselves. They've become such a giant merch money market, all right? They got different colors of Rusev Day shirts now. They went into Lana Day, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I give I give total, total credit to them for coming up with this. I mean, this is, from everything we've seen, this is not a WWE creative thing. This is a... Aiden English, Rusev figured this out on their own, came up with this concept, and just went with it. And WWE, luckily, is just riding their coattails to the bank. I, I know I own a Rusev Day shirt, uh, and I was super excited when I finally got to buy it because they were sold out for so long at the WWE shop. But this breakup of Aiden and Rusev, 
We knew it was coming. We knew this tension was coming. But I'm liking the way they're doing it, all right? Where they're doing this whole thing where Aiden doesn't want to leave. He, he's trying. He, he's, we see where Aiden's coming from. He's not turning heel. They're not even turning Rusev heel. It's just sort of a miscommunication across all things. Of He's always trying to help, but it never seems to work out. And, and he always gets in trouble. And he always knocks people down he shouldn't. And it, it becomes this huge thing. And so... I kind of like this because this can lead to an Aiden Rusev match where both come away, you know, kind of quote unquote winning. And I think that's awesome. I mean, I think that's great that they can come away looking like that because the, the nice part about that is you can come away and we've talked about it before. You come away from an Aiden Rusev match and have Aiden win have English be the winner and Rusev still look strong and not really lose any traction because of it, but have English gain a huge amount of traction from beating Rusev and then maybe getting sent to Raw away from him, you know, to continue to strive on his own because I think he can. Uh, I mean, it was proved, you know, here, I, I think he looked great against uh, Andrade Cienomos. Because uh, he wanted to, you know, prove that he could still help out. Uh, opened up solo, singing in the ring. You gotta love that. You gotta love English's singing now. And even if he can somehow work that into just himself singing and have English Day, I don't care. Whatever. Uh, but he is so great at selling. I mean, he has got to be one of the top male sellers on bumps, on punches, on hits. Like, he is... So great at that. He his body just somehow turns to gumby. All right, when it's necessary. Flying off ropes, hitting the ground. I I mean I, I think it's great. We've talked about it. He is one of the best male sellers I think WWE has right now. And he did amazing for Andrade. Obviously Andrade wins. We knew that was sort of coming. All right. Uh Zena and almost they're talking afterwards. They're talking smack about Rusev and Lana. Because we have the now match of uh, Zelina and Cien Olmos versus Rusev and Lana in a mixed match match. Mixed match match? Is that how it goes? Mixed match. I was going to say mixed match challenge, but that's done. In a mixed match, they're going against each other. Uh, so uh, you kind of knew that was coming. That was coming down the pipeline, obviously, for SummerSlam. Uh, we'll see. I'm assuming Aiden English is somehow going to get involved in this. Probably this will be the time where he causes some major problem, causes the Rusefses to lose, and and it's over with. And one, once he does that, I'm guessing this is leading into the next match of Rusev versus Aiden English. Uh, but Rusev and Lana come out after they hear Zelina and almost talking smack about him. And then, uh, all right, we got to talk about Lana here for a minute. I don't understand... The accent thing. Like, we're done with it, right? Like, we've all established. It's it's well known, I think, throughout the world. Not just WWE. All right? But that she is not Russian. All right? And we understand that that accent was all a joke. And that was all a show and part of her character. But she still slips into it every once in a while... And then completely slips out of it. And she's doing it no longer 
one segment she has it, one segment she don't. It's now mid-segment. I mean, this time, you know, yelling at them from the ring, she screams something basically like, together we will crush you, in the accent, all right? And then the very next sentence, no accent. I, I, I don't understand, Lana. Either you keep it or you don't. Like, if you just want to get rid of it, then just get rid of it. Just be done with it. Just sell it to the weeds. Sell it to the weeds? Is that, is that what I just said? I don't even know what that means. All right, bury it. It's over. Bury the accent. All right, just, we all know it's fake. Just just go back to normal. Scream, yell, do whatever you want. But the, the accent needs to be gone. It needs to be over. Um, we get some AJ Styles backstage with Paige, all right, you know, because he's going to come out. He's got a promise for Samoa Joe that he's going to come out at the end of the show with, uh, which leads to some great... Great promo work from Joe. Uh, but that that's the end. Anyway, our last match is Jeff Hardy, all right, versus Shelton Benjamin. Yo, hey, buddy. Uh, where, where you been, Shelton? Uh, where, where you been gone to? He been hurt? He's just disappeared? We, we don't like him no more? Now we do, because we need somebody for Hardy to beat. I, I don't know. I mean, they both looked good. They both looked decent. Hardy won, obviously, leading into SummerSlam, as you knew he was going to. Uh, but even Hardy, I mean, the those Hardy boys lived a rough life, all right? Not just outside of the ring, but in the ring. You know, they had some, those those moves they had, those moves wore on their body. You had everything they had outside of the ring, and, and it's a lot. Right? It's a lot for anyone's body to take. And you can tell it in Matt Hardy. You can start to tell it in Jeff Hardy. He's getting a little bit slower. All right? And I, I think for both of them, this is sort of their final WWE hurrah. Uh, and I'm glad. I mean, I think it's been great for both of them. Uh, but I don't see them being much longer for this. Uh, it's, it's not going to go well if they keep going. All right? They're just going to end up getting seriously permanently injured. So, but... Shelton Benjamin lost. Jeff Hardy won, leading into the SummerSlam match with Nakamura. You knew it was going to happen. And then AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles comes out, makes his promise that he is going to beat Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe comes out. And there is nobody. And it's hard because we know how good KO is. We love KO. If we wanted to put somebody at the pinnacle of everything that you want in a WWE personality, it's KO. I mean, it's got to be KO. The wrestling, the selling, the promo work, the funny. We talked about it uh, last week. You know, he's number one for us. But when you start breaking stuff down, if you're going for best promo work on a ramp, all right, Samoa Joe cannot be beat. All right. His promo work from the ramp to individuals in the ring is so good and so strong. And this week, when he reads the letter that he got from Wendy Styles, AJ's wife, it was perfect. It really was. It was so good. It was so personal and you knew 
all of that stuff that Joe said last week about his daughter and his wife and everybody in the Styles family wanting Joe to beat him, all right, because they wanted their father and their husband back. And then you get this part where he uses the name, uses AJ's wife's actual name. Oh, oh, I got a lot of, we just ate it up with a freaking spoon. It's so good. So good. Love it. Love you, Joe. You are awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And that's what we got. All that leading up to SummerSlam. All right, we have SummerSlam coming up this weekend, this Sunday. It's going to be a, a decent one. I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, we put out our SummerSlam Pick'em Challenge. We got a few shows getting in with us. We got Alleged Wrestling again. We got our new friends, Tag Me In Bro again. Wrestling Life, they're coming back for this one. All right. You know, we got my picks, John picks. Pretty sure we're going to have the Maniacs picks in there too. All right. This is this is going to be a good one. If you want to join our SummerSlam Pick'em Challenge, Send us a DM on Twitter at Take2Takedown. Send us an email if you want, triple T bag at gmail.com. Again, that's the word triple, the letter T-B-A-G at gmail.com. Let us know you want to be part of this, whether you're another show listening, whether you're just fans listening, whatever. Let us know that you want to be part of this show, all right, and this Pick'em Challenge. You can even just hashtag it on Twitter, hashtag uh, SummerSlam Pick'em Challenge, we can do this together. You can be part of it. We want fans in. We want other shows in. The bigger we make these things, the better. All right. Um, it just makes it more entertaining. And it what we would like to do, I think, is at some point end up doing uh, event specialty shows where we just cover what the event did and how the Pick'em Challenge went. Because we're going to have so many people involved in these challenges that we need to dedicate a whole episode to it. So if you're down for that, let us know. You can be part of it. Our goal, I think, is to get to something, you know, SummerSlam is a big one. We want to get to WrestleMania and have, you know, double digits amount of people involved in this thing. So hit us up if you want to be a part of that. But SummerSlam is going to be good. All right. I made my picks. John made his picks. Uh, we sent it out to our friends who are all making their picks now as we speak. But it, it's it's going to be a damn good one, I, I think. I mean, especially now with Ambrose back. I mean, this just makes that ICC match, which you knew which was going to be good. All right. You knew that Ziggler and Rollins are always going to put him a good match. But you add McIntyre and Ambrose in there on the sides. I think it's just going to make it even more entertaining. All right. And I, we all know that's probably going to be a Reigns-Lesnar final match. Uh, but if you ended that show with Ziggler-Rollins again, just like you did, before with Extreme Rules, I'd be totally fine with that. Uh, I think most people would because it's probably going to end up being match of the night. All right, folks. Right Coast Pro, our local love. All right. We all know how that Festivus 6 went. All right. We all know a lot of things happened there. They've already got their next match in the horizon. It's coming up soon. All right. Next month, almost exactly a month from now. September 15th, September Rains. In the cool September Rains. Sorry, sorry, just went off on a tangent there. Anyway, September 15th, Newark, Delaware, Right Coast Pro, September Rains. All right, they've already announced a bunch of stuff for it. All right, we already know because they announced it last uh, event. They're going to have their first ever Right Coast Pro women's match. 
which I think is going to be great. Uh, I mean, I, I think this is a, a market they haven't tapped into, and I think you can definitely get behind this. I mean, you have tons of people out there that, you know, the women's evolution, let, let's make it, all right? It's going to be amazing that they're doing this. They got Queen Sam Latunia with glamorous Glenn Gordon in the corner versus Nurse Antoinette Marie with the aesthetic male Damian Gibbs in her corner. Uh, you know, I'm sure that Damian Gibbs and Glenn Gordon are going to get into it on the sides, but, you know, you're putting these two women against each other in the ring for Right Coast Bros. first ever women match. Couldn't think of any better people to do it. They're going to be awesome at it. You know, you can just tell that these are going to be some badass women. We have the five-way Royal Flush Olympus Championship match. All right, because our current champion for the Olympus champion is Sean Royal. So it just makes sense. A massive five-way match. We got him. We got Just Neff. We got Sinsu Ginsu, or Setsu Ginsu. Zachary Pierre Boller, you know, our little uh, mime guy. And then one of our new favorites, especially John, the chick magnet himself, Mozart Fontaine, going to be in the ring, going against for that Olympus belt. That We like Sean Royal. We know he's kept the belt for a while. All right, but sorry, guys. It's all about Mozart Fontaine on this one. We got we got to vote for him. We got to push for him, you know, because he, he is one of our favorites. Uh, speaking of favorites, though, another tag team championship match. Crazy kids, all right, with our boy Slim Jim, these crazy kids still holding the tag team belt, still get another challenger, pretty and gritty, going against them this uh, September event. I mean, come on. Why are you even trying Pretty and Gritty? Crazy kids have kept this belt for so long because they're that crazy freaking good. All right? Just give it up, guys. Give it up. Crazy kids going to win this one. Not even a question. And then, this is something we've we've been waiting for. All right? We all know what happened. All right? We had the DQ uh, with Fred Ross winning, but Brian Prophet still kept the belt, the heavyweight belt, last month. At our lovely Festivus 6 for Right Coast Pro. The championship match this time. Brian Prophet is challenged by Mr. Intensity himself, Jerry Baldwin. Are you freaking, freaking kidding me? Jerry, Mr. Intensity Baldwin, finally going for it. Finally going for the strap. Going for the heavyweight championship. We already know the shenanigans that Brian Prophet has pulled. All right, we all know how he got the belt in the first place from Snitsky in that steel cage match. All right, we all know that. We all know how last month went against Fred No Days Off Rosser. We all know how that went. It's obvious that if somebody is going to put Brian Prophet, the richest man in Haiti, in his place, it is Mr. Intensity himself. He will not stand for this. He will not stand for shenanigans. He will make sure this gets done. And because of that, we freaking... Love him. And we will be pushing for it. And I'm going to do what I can. All right. I know, I know we've had some some stellar people on here. All right. We've had Todd the freaking cheeseburger on this show. All right. So we can get the we can get the goods. We can get the good people. And I think we got to talk to Mr. Baldwin. If we can get Mr. Intensity himself on this show to talk about this event before it, before your September 15th date, I think that's going to be huge for us. So I'm going to do what we can. Try and get uh, Mr. Intensity himself. Uh, I don't want to call him Jerry. We're not friends like that yet. But try and get him on the show, talk about this upcoming event, and how he's just going to destroy Brian Prophet. 
All right, so you you got to check this event out. One of the things they're doing for this September event, which uh, we think is great, and we're going to, I know ourselves as a show, be a part of, um, they're doing this deal where you can help support the actual kids in the Delaware Boys and Girls Club. What you do is you pay 40 bucks, You get a Right Coast Pro t-shirt. You do that, two tickets donated to the Boys and Girls Club for two kids to go see the show. All right? I mean, that's, come on. Help the kids. Help the kids. All right? It's what you should do. You want to feel like a bigger baller? All right? You got that money. You got that kids ash, that cheese. All right? You give 250 bucks. You get a shirt and you get the Renegade Training ebook, all right? How to be a wrestler, all right? How to be in that wrestling shape. You want to look like Dean Ambrose coming back from injury, all right? Looking like a tiny Triple H, all right? Just just traps on top of traps. You want to look like that? You give 250. You get that shirt, which you're definitely at some point, thanks to this ebook, you're going to flex and sleeves are just going to fall off, all right? Because you're going to be that freaking muscular. All right? You do that. 15 tickets go to the kids, to the Boys and Girls Club. 15 freaking tickets go to the kids, all right? I I think this is something everybody should be a part of, all right? You're not a baller. You don't want to spend the 250. That's fine. Spend the 40. Like I said, you get a free T-shirt walking around supporting the local. You're supporting the local companies of Right Coast Pro. You're supporting the local kids, making sure they see a good, family-friendly, entertaining show. Spend the 40 bucks and then buy your own tickets. All right. Spend 10, 15, 20 bucks. Buy your own tickets. Go see the show yourself. And look at all those smiling faces in the crowd that you bought those tickets for for those great kids. Rightcoastpro.com. Go on there. Buy your tickets. Become part of the show. All right, guys. Our moment of. We mentioned it before. I say we as if it's me and John. It's just me. I mentioned it before. Maybe I meant like the royal we. The royal we of the show. Talked about it before. We, we lost a great one, all right, this past week. Jim the Anvil Nineheart. We lost him, all right? He was a huge part of the Heart Foundation, all right? That that orange beard, that freaking laugh, all right? Loved him. A perfect for if you are a slightly larger white guy with a goatee, this is the perfect outfit for you to wear for Halloween. You get yourself a pink unitard, and you could go as the anvil every year. And it looks great. All right? You just got to be loud and laugh loud. All right? And it'd be perfect. But we lost him this week. Uh, 63 years old. All right? Obviously, father of Natalia. For all of you listening, probably know that. Um, and, and it's a shame. All right? He, he was a big personality. Lived a big life. Uh, and it's sad to see him go. All right? And our... Thoughts go out to the Neidhart family, to Natalia, to everybody, all right, to even Brett uh, being one of the only persons of the Heart Foundation still around. Um, it's sad, all right? It, it, it's sad, and uh, it was not even a question that our moment of had to be this. So I went back into the archives, the lovely place of YouTube, all right? I found a promo he did back in 1989, all right? And I, I listened to a bunch of old Anvil promos, uh, trying to pick one that I thought was the best. And this one just sort of epitomized his laugh, his his love, all right, everything that made him big, a big personality, all right. And like I said, I just had to do it. There was a clip of three minutes of just his laugh over and over again, and I loved it, uh, but I couldn't, I couldn't subject all of you to that, 
Uh, just go online, look it up yourself if you want to be a part of that, because it's pretty great. But here's the promo, 1989, The Anvil himself. Rest in peace. <laughs> You know, some people think I'm a little strange. Other wrestlers think I'm a little strange. In fact, a lot of wrestlers don't even want to wrestle the anvil. Why, I don't know. Is it because when I pick a guy up for a body slam and I slam him to the floor, <laughs> maybe it's too much for them. Or when the anvil climbs the top rope and pow, <laughs> comes down upon people, maybe they don't like that. Maybe that hurts. <laughs> I love hurting other wrestlers, especially real big wrestlers and the real big challenges, because I like a challenge. <laughs> there we go, folks. Jim, the Anvil Neidhart. Sad to see him go. And that's our show this week. All right. That is T3, episode 41. Thanks for sticking with the solo episode of Craig. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it didn't put you to sleep. Uh, in case you're wondering, I currently have around 47 messages from one John just saying the word ding over and over again uh, because he thinks I would have left my phone on during the show. Come on. I'm a professional, guys. All right? I've been podcasting for almost two years. I know how to do things like turn my phone on silent most of the time. I mean, not all the time, but like most of the time. I know that. So follow us on at Take Two Takedown on Twitter. Again, you can email our mailbag segment at any point you want, any wrestling questions or non-wrestling-related questions. All right, we're here to give you the support you need, answer the questions you need, whatever. Life, love, relationships, wrestling, we're here for it all. Triple T bag at gmail.com. Again, that's the word triple, the letter T-B-A-G, at gmail.com. Be sure to listen to our parent, Big Papa Show, Take Two, also on this feed, uh, the latest episode, episode 96, uh, I was actually a part of. Me and Brian did uh, the majority of the show, so be sure to go check that out. And don't forget all of that online shopping you want to do. All right, uh, I hate to say that uh, the Christmas season is upon us, uh, but I'm already seeing Halloween stuff out, which means that if I'm already seeing Halloween stuff out, we're probably about two weeks away from Christmas stuff coming out. So... You want to buy something for Amazon? You want to make yourself a costume? You want to pay tribute to the Anvil? All right? Dress up as him for Halloween? Let's be honest. Amazon is the place to get all that stuff. They got everything. Everything you could possibly need to dress up to make the costume of all costumes. It's going to win some contests. Maybe we should have a contest. All right. I'm putting this out to you guys. I know it's early. All right? I know it's August. But start thinking about this now. We might have a fan of T3 best of wrestling cosplay contest, all right, where you can tweet pictures. We'll come up with a catchier name. I don't know. I, I'm just do the technology stuff. John's John's a smart one. He'll come up with some sort of catchy name. We will have our fans take pictures of themselves dressed up as wrestlers for Halloween this year or in the past, all right, send it out. Uh, we will send out our own photos of the times that me and John have dressed up as wrestlers. Uh, not usually for Halloween, though. It's just to go see a show live. Uh, but we have dressed up, and we will send those out to you guys. You send us yours, and we'll pick a best of. Maybe send you a little prize or something, a little T3 swag, if you say. But buy all that stuff through Amazon, through our link on Take2Podcast.com. You'll see a little drop-down menu. Click the Amazon link. Buy all your stuff that way. We get a little kickback. All right, and like I said, we look into Raycoast Pro, buying these tickets, 
supporting that local company and supporting the local kids going to see this. It's something we're going to be a strong part of. We're going to put our money where our mouth is. And we want you guys to do the same. Thanks for joining us this week. Peace. Thanks for listening. You take two take. And don't forget, I love you, Bobby Rube. Bye, Bobby Rube. WTTP